1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. ...by Betts MGM on the BetQL Network.
0: Welcome back into You Better, You Betts. Wrapping up, yikes, hour two already here on the BetQL Network talking um al nl we still have to wrap up our conversation on nl rookie of the year but quickly jake a quick check at where the bets that you just gave out earlier in this uh hour are standing today you had cubs first five under five and a half top of the third two nothing cubs that one's looking good so far and you had phillies first five on the money line for some nice plus money phillies are up one nothing in the middle of the third mariners though mariners and giants Long game to go. Still a ton of game left. The Mariners are up one uh, in the top of the first, but plenty, of, plenty of time yeah, to come back there. Uh, yeah,
1: that's fine. And you know, the Giants—they're—they're they're a late team, heroic team. Kate, everybody knows this. Everybody knows this about the Giants. It's <laughs> fine. And you know, at the end of the day, if, if I have to, you know, we will just focus on the Phillies and the and that first five under, and we won't talk about anything else. It'll be totally fine. I will say really quick too, it's so. And I was thinking about this earlier before the show, even. It's so funny, like hearing the music that I've put in for the show and hearing it coming back, like as the person coming out of break with it. It's it's, like so weird, but kind of funny too. And just like during that one, like I love that one. And it was just like, oh, wait, this is me. I did this. (laughs)
0: Because you're typically the board up here. Is this your first time filling in as a host on You Better You Bet?
1: On this show, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: jake look Debut. at that congratulations this is big time oh thank
1: you yeah you know it was yeah. nice i uh, just uh you know woke up got the body going took a little walk took a shower it was like i mean i always i take a shower every day let me be very clear about that part. Yeah. but like you know just kind of like a different routine when you're hosting instead of board hopping it was just very interesting
0: kind of got to get your mind right getting the right you know the vibes have to be good yeah. Right. There is kind of a pregame, <laughs> almost routine type of thing when you do host shows like Saturdays before I host um, yeah. the Better Angle. I like to go to the gym in the morning, which if you asked me five years ago, mm. if I would have been a Saturday morning gym girl. Absolutely not. Like you couldn't <laughs> even get me out of bed before noon on Saturdays. Now I like to go to the gym. Yeah. I like to have you know my lunch before. Then I bring my coffee to the studio there's just a little bit of a routine so it's kind of fun maybe you can bring us out of break next segment when your music is playing underneath and you can you know introduce us we'll, we'll swap <laughs> roles for that but for now nl rookie of the year perfect timing to be talking about this corbin carroll leading the race minus 500 pretty solid lead uh, over ellie de la cruz who is plus 550 he's the next closest player Uh, And then it's it's just over from there. So it's pretty much a two man race, but (laughs) not so much because Carroll is so far ahead and he just hit a home run. So, Jake, any way to bet this market with Carroll kind of being the clear cut winner so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, the point to jump back into this market was later in the week last week when uh, Corbin Carroll left the game with a shoulder injury, a shoulder that he had already previously had surgery on. And we talked about, because it happened during the show, we talked about, okay, well, is there an opportunity here? He had this injury history before. Is he going to be out? And then you kind of look at the post-game quotes and then blah, 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 blah. Long story short, Corbin Carroll only ends up missing a couple games, missed a game over the weekend, and now he's back today and just hit a home run off Max Scherzer. So think that shoulder's probably feeling okay and he's probably just... All good. It was precautionary. Had a stinger. Misses a game. Recoups. Comes back and is still just an absolute superstar. So not really much to do here. And that's nothing against Ellie De La Cruz, who is awesome and has been behind the Reds propelling themselves to being leading the NL central right now. And it's nothing against Patrick Bailey, who we all like on this show because he is awesome and he's a cyborg and he's just been really good for the giants this year. Nothing against any of those guys, nothing against anybody in this market, but Corbin Carroll has just been the leader wire to wire. He opened as the favorite in this market before the season and has remained the favorite and his price has continued to just get lower and lower because He's just that awesome. He's even entered the NL MVP market as a candidate. Not going to win, but has entered and was the second favorite for a little bit in that market because that's how awesome he was. So, yeah, I mean, the NL, it's unfortunate, but outside of NL Cy Young, it's just kind of boring here. Like, there's not much to do with these awards just because Acuna and Carroll have been that awesome.
0: Do you think if uh De La Cruz had played a full season or started the season, with the Reds, that he this race would be a little tighter. Like, is that messing with him? That name was in June, right? I mean,
1: that's the thing, and that's always the problem with Rookie of the Year markets because you might, and conversely, think about it this way: last year Michael Harris wasn't up until like June 27th or something, and ended up winning the award. This year we got the opposite of that, where Corbin Carroll was opening day starter from day one and is now probably just going to go wire to wire and win the thing. That's what makes the market for rookies so weird because it can just be so bizarre like that. The Reds thought they would stink. They thought they were not going to be anywhere near contention. Then turns out the NL central is very attainable, especially the division winner. turns out the Reds, a lot of their rookies and a lot of their guys have actually been pretty good and helped propel them to being a playoff team. It looks like they're leading the NL central right now by half game, but you know, it, it, you get into a lot of what if. Could L.A. De La Cruz have been as awesome as he has been, you know, from opening day until now? Yeah, totally possible, 1,000%. But we just really don't know. And so I would like to say yes, and this race would have been way tighter and way more fun, and we'd be talking about it all summer. And maybe we will anyway, because L.A. De La Cruz is really awesome, and Corbin Carroll is really awesome. But there's just unfortunately no bet- bets to make because of it
0: yeah and i guess the case for against corbin carroll is he's played a full season so more opportunities for him to not look so great or to lose the race you know shorter sample sure. size sometimes that benefits you more or not um so ways you could look at it if we look at teams in either league um that you think could sneak into the postseason that as of right now might be out of the race a little bit but the second half of the year after the all-star break might make a push similar to how we've seen the reds kind of climb up to the top of their division uh over the last couple of weeks any teams stand out
1: yeah i think that as far as teams on the outside looking in I still think that the Phillies and the Giants are really interesting. The Phillies are in third place in the NL East. The Giants are in third place in the NL West. And I think they're interesting because, I mean, let's just focus on the Phillies for a second. They were a team that was so hyped coming into this year. We thought that they were going to be awesome because they added Trey Turner and that was coming off a world series. And yeah, they were going to lose Bryce Harper for a little bit, but he'd be back at some point. And now he is back and the Phillies just, Didn't meet expectations at all whatsoever. Zach Wheeler and Aaron Noah kind of had rough starts to start the year. Their prized rookie, Andrew Painter, was supposed to open the year in the rotation. And then he gets hurt, goes down with Tommy John surgery. He's done for the year. And the Phillies have just been really disappointing. And so I think they're a team, though, that could make a run because they did it last year. They just did it last year where they were underwhelming and they were you know, around 500. They weren't great. They were just so-so. And then they make a run to push for the playoffs and make it all the way to the World Series. And they have all of those guys back still. And so they know what that feels like. Every single person there knows what it feels like to kind of make a late playoff push. I think they're a team to keep an eye on for sure, especially because Wheeler especially has been better. Ranger Suarez has been awesome since coming back from injury. If Bryce Harper and Trey Turner just play a little bit better, this lineup is going to be really scary. And then there's the Giants. I talked about them in, in their spot versus the Mariners. And like them today, I think they're a team to keep a watch on for the entire year because, I mean, at the base, starting from the top down, they have one of the best managers of baseball and Gabe Kapler. He is one of the smartest, one of the most intuitive, one of just the most well-rounded managers in all of baseball. He's probably a top three manager in all of baseball. And – He just knows how to push the right buttons for this Giants team. They need some guys to kind of step up. Michael Conforto is injured right now, but he has potential to carry them for stretches. And I think if their pitching can get figured out as far as Logan Webb, really looking like an ace for the rest of the way to go. I think that the Giants could be a team that's a real threat. And we saw it when they won those 10 games in a row where nobody could beat them because just everything was clicking at the right time. There's no reason to think that they can't do that again or Something similar to that where they just rip off a bunch of series wins in a row. Those two teams are teams that I think are really frightening and really feisty. And just to switch back to the AL really quick, the Baltimore Orioles continue to not be priced very seriously, even though they probably are, The you know, and it hurts that they're behind the Rays and the Astros and the Rangers. Those three are the clear, far and away, clear-cut top teams in the AL. The Orioles have been really good. Their pitching is guys when you look at the rotation you see tyler wells and kyle bradish and cole irvin and kyle gibson they're guys who you look at and you're like who like I, I don't know any of these guys or if you do you're like you only know them because you were fading them last year wells and bradish especially have been really really good so far and the Orioles, i think are in a position where they can add they can trade a prospect or two to get somebody really really good depends who it is because there aren't a lot of really big fishes out on the trade market but if they swing a big deal They have the offense and the stars, as far as Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson and a couple other guys, who could carry you offensively. It's just their rotation. I think the Orioles, if you could find a big price on them, might be worth a look as maybe an AL winner. They probably won't win the AL East at this point just because the Rays have built such a big lead there. But the Orioles are really talented, and I don't think that they should be priced at huge prices. So it's just something to think about.
0: Yeah, Orioles are six and a half games back from the Rays in the AL East. Yankees are eight and a half games back from the Rays. So Orioles sitting in second in that division. The Padres, Jake, talk about, Ugh. you know, offense not really working right now. It just looks awful, but the pitching still isn't terrible. Is there any shot the Padres get back in the mix of things if they can get the bats going? I, I mean, it kind of feels like it's as simple as get your offense going, start hitting the ball better, and you'll win some games. But they're, they're also quite a ways back from, um, let's see where they are in the standings right there, 11 games back from the Diamondbacks uh, for first in the NL West. So that's not looking too good.
1: Yeah, it's not great for the Padres. I just think that they've dug themselves too deep a hole here. Yeah, I mean, Snell has been pitching well rhyme non-intended uh Joe Musgrove has been great but you know you have Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. who have been hitting like MVPs lately and it just doesn't matter you just still can't win games it feels like and you just aren't gaining any ground in the division race or the playoff race I think that the Padres may have just dug themselves too deep of a hole here and it's going to be really really hard for them to climb out of if they can at all
0: Yeah, disappointing season so far for the Padres, even more disappointing season for the Mets. That's a disaster. When we come back, we are going to do a little sports market sweep. That's next here on You Better You Bet. Stay with us.